welcome to the Prism of Torah podcast archive with your host, Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. This podcast features a Devat Torah called Parshas Kedoshim, How to Be a Holy Jew. In Parshas Kedoshim, it says, By the way, Hashem and Moshe Lemo, and Hashem spoke to Moshe, saying to him, Speak to all of Am Yisrael and tell them that, that you should be holy, a holy nation. You should be holy. You should be holy. Why? Just like your God, I am holy. And the next Pasuk says, that one should fear his parents, his mother and his father. And you should keep my Shabbos, etc. So there's two questions. We'll start with the smaller question. It seems like there's a tight correlation between the fact that Hashem is commanding us to be a holy nation. And on the other hand, together with this idea of fearing our parents. There's two mitzvahs in Kibbut Avayim. Two mitzvahs to do with parents. One is fearing them, and, and the other one is to be mechabedim, to honor them. And there's two different classif- sets of classifications of mitzvahs for that. The question number one is, what is the relationship between the two? Question number two is, what is the Gede? What's the definition of being a holy? And to elaborate on that question, it seems like in the Torah, in Chazal, we see two different ideas of what it means to be, to be holy, holy, meaning... In, uh, on this week's parsha, Kedoshim to you, the Sifa explains that it means you should be pushim you. Pushim means to totally disconnect from the pleasures of this world. And that's what it seems like it means to be Kedoshim, and Hashem is commanding us to be like that. On the other hand, there's totally different ideas. In the Avamos, you see that indeed you should be holy by even things that you're allowed to enjoy in this world, you should disconnect from. On the other hand, you see other Gemaras in tiny you see other Gemaras in the Dalim and, and the Yerushalmi that says, the Yerushalmi is extreme, it says that a, a person, anything a person saw that looked very tasty and he denied himself from tasting it, it's not good, he's doing a horrible thing and, and he's going to be judged on it in the world to come. So the main question is, what is this definition but the ghetto of being a holy nation. And also, how does Hashem want us to live our lives? It seems like in some places we see this idea of living our lives in a way that we totally deny ourselves from the pleasures in this world. And on other places we see that, fakirat, exactly the opposite, we should connect to the pleasures of this world. The same question rears its head in the idea of Nazir. Nazir is a person that, because he had so much wine, he decides to take himself out of drinking wine at all, and... And as a result, he cannot touch wine the whole time as a Nazir. And so you see, the Torah on the one hand calls this person a holy person, because he's denying himself the pleasure of drinking wine, etc. On the other hand, later on you see that it's, the Torah views him as if he sinned, because he deprived himself from having this, this wine, and that's why he has to give a sacrifice, a korban chatas. So what's going on? So we know 
the way the the goyim look at things is that they feel that if you want to be a holy person, yes, indeed, you have to deprive yourself from from any luxury, from any pleasure in this world, and by that you can connect to your spiritual side because they view these two things as, as being totally mutually exclusive. And the only way you can really connect to your spiritual side is by denying any pleasures in this world. However, the Chovas Alevavos says that this is almost the furthest thing from what Hashem wants you to do. He speaks about a, a type of people that they deny themselves to be connected to this world. They go to an isolated island, they wear torn clothes, they eat whatever they find, weeds on the floor, and that's all they do. But he says by doing that they connect, disconnect themselves from this world, and that's the opposite and the furthest thing away from what Hashem really wants us to do. So what is this idea of being holy? What is it? So perhaps we can understand this from what the Ramban says in our Parsha. And he says the following. He says that a person shouldn't fill himself and overload himself with the pleasures of this world. And just continue to pound down and, and, and eat meat and drink wine. So what should he do? Which means he should use the pleasures of this world, from the physical of this world, but only as much as he needs in order to be over the Shem. So of course this depends on each person on his level, but at the end of the day, a person should ask himself, if I deny myself from this pleasure, whatever it is, drinking wine, am I, doing, am I getting closer to Hashem by doing that or not? And when the answer is, yes, I am, and I need this in order to be able to live, because sometimes it's even a need, it's not even a pleasure. The, fact, the times that it's a need, that's obvious Hashem wants you to have it. And, and even when it's not a need, but you need this pleasure because it's going to help you continue living properly in a healthy style and getting closer to Hashem, then of course Hashem wants you to do it. And in those cases when you deprived yourself and denied yourself from having that wine, that piece of meat, or whatever it is, then indeed you're being you're sinning, you're being a choyte. And that's when the Torah calls a person that does that and denied himself, denies himself from the pleasure of this world as a person that sins. On the other hand, a person that just has no limits and no boundaries and just always goes after his his feeling of running after taivas, the pleasures of this world, the NS, that the Ramban calls him Naval You can maybe meet all the rules in the Torah, but still be not a good person. I think a good marshal is a person on a horse. They're together, they're one person. The horse represents the physical job, and the person represents, he's in charge. So is he going to let the horse be in charge, and wherever the horse pulls him, that's where he's going to go? That's a person that has no boundaries, and lets his physical side of himself pull him to any pleasure he wants. On the other hand, if the person knows how to ride the horse, then he's in charge, and sometimes you'll see that the horse needs to eat, there's some physical job, but he knows the horse needs it and it's good for him, so he allows the horse to pull him there, or he pulls the horse towards there, but other times he realizes it's bad and it's not the right thing, and he stops. That's how we should be. The nimshal is a person should should be strong enough in his mind to be able to show it and to be in charge when it is a balanced thing to, to, to enjoy the pleasure in this world and when it's coming from a bad place. I remember a couple of years ago when Rav Shtamin passed away, I sent his spadim on him and one person, 
I mentioned the following. One person stood up and spoke about him and said he was a Polish, which means he was totally disconnected from this world. He had no pleasures in this world. And the next person that spoke, he says, I have a lot of uh, covered for the first person that spoke, but I totally, I totally disagree with him. Why? Because he said, Rav Steinman, he did have a pleasure in this world. It's just that his pleasure didn't come from the physical pleasures. He worked on himself so much that he enjoyed this world by barely eating. But he enjoyed it. He didn't deprive himself anything. And that's the way we're trying to, to live. In a way that we don't deprive ourselves any anything that's going to stop us from enjoying this world and being over the Shem. Tzadikim does mention that if a person at night feels a bit Something happens, he feels a bit down. But the person is a good, a God-fearing Jew, and he's, he's usually happy. But now he feels a little bit down. It's okay to have a bit of wine, a little bit of wine, just to get rid of that negative sensation of feeling down. Because a person, a, a yid, should never feel down. He knows that everything is happening to us, and it's part of a, a greater plan that Hakadosh Baruch has for us. So, we've now answered. Most of our questions, we explained that yes, sometimes when you deprive yourself from the physical pleasures of this world is a bad thing because it's stopping you from getting closer to Hashem. And if that's what you need right now for your body or whatever it is, then one should go ahead and do it. On the other hand, if one has no boundaries and is not in charge and he, of, his, of his whole system and he lets his physical drive get the best of him and just continues to do the physical pleasures in this world, then yes, that's a horrible thing. And that's the person that's a choyte. And with that, we can also understand the Nazir. The Nazir, he's a person that already realized that he's not in charge. And he just drank wine way too much. And he says, that's it. I have to stop. And the only way he can stop is by taking the oath that he'll be a Nazir. As the Rambam tells us, when a person gets too extreme, it should, a person should always be balanced. But if he becomes too extreme in one Midah, he should go totally the other way until he later on will be able to get balanced. And so too, the Nazir realized that. So he's a Kaddish, he's a holy person for realizing that and taking this on him. But at the end of the day, we can't deny the fact that he's spiritually sick. And that's why he has to do that. So for the fact he became sick, that's why he became sick and hence he has to deprive himself from a pleasure that it is good to have. A person should have wine. that We know that wine is used for many things in, in our religion. We, we use the wine to sanctify Hashem in Kiddush, in Havdalah and Purim, and Pesach, etc. So you see, there is an idea of elevating the physical, and yes, getting physical pleasure, and through that, connecting to Hashem. So that's why this Nazir, on the, sometimes he's re- referred to as a Choyte, he sinned. He sinned also because he reached already the, past the red line, and also because now he has to deprive himself from something Hashem doesn't want him to b- deprive himself from. But he's doing it in order to, that's his medicine right now. The last question that we want to answer is, what does it have to do with Kibbut Avahim? Why is the Pasuk saying you should be a holy person and then straight away you should fear your father and mother? So to that there's two ideas I think are very important. Idea number one, we all know the Rashi and Chumash that brings down how come when the Torah represents the idea of fearing the parents, it first mentions the mother. Each First fear your mother. Why? Because we all know the default setting of a person, the way Hashem pro- programmed us, is that a person... It's, it's easier for him to fear his father. And Hashem is telling you, you should be in charge of yourself, just like I expect you to be in charge of any physical drive. Any natural inclination you have, you should overcome that to do what Ratzon Hashem is. Ratzon Hashem is that you should fear equally your parents. And I know it's easier for you to fear your father, and that's why I'm putting the word mother first. 
And when the Torah brings down the other mitzvah, which is honoring, kibud avayim, we all know it's easier to honor the mother. To honor the father is harder. So therefore over there, HaKadosh Baruch says, no, I want you to work on yourself and do Ratzon Hashem and get to a point where you honor them equally. You honor also your father. That's why, Kabez Avicha and then Vesimecha. Because you have to work harder to, in order to honor uh, uh, the, the father. Meaning the idea is the same idea. A person has to be in charge of his whole system and work on himself that he'll be able to work on his emotions to do whatever Hashem wants us to do. And that's the whole idea and that's what we're here for. To continuously work on ourselves and bring us to a point that we will be shoylet, we'll be in charge of anything even though sometimes it's against our default natural inclination. The last nakuda about kibudavaim is, as we see over here, it says ish imo v'aviv You should fear your mother and father, and then it says in shikip my Shabbos. Why? Because it's not only true about each mitzvah specifically. What we just said that the idea is that Hashem ensures that you work on yourself to do whatever Hashem wants, and even if it means to uproot a certain drive that we have, a, f- a physical drive or whatever drive it is. But also, we know that all the mitzvahs, it's all pieces of a puzzle and the puzzle together when we create it it's all it's all parts of a whole and the whole is to get Kirva Selokim like David HaMelech says it's all about getting close to Hashem sometimes can do people can do all the mitzvahs and learn Torah but at the end of the day they're missing the heart of the idea is through these we're supposed to get closer to Hashem. Of course, without these, you can't get close to Hashem. But through these, you can get really, really close to Hashem. And we have to keep that in mind. And that's why, HaKadosh Baruch is telling you, it's telling you, I know that Kibbut Avayim is very important. And maybe even your natural inclination is to first do whatever your parents tell you to do. But I am telling you, if your parents tell you to go against the Torah, you're not allowed to listen to them, even though they're both mitzvahs. But that is, that is the hierarchy of the mitzvahs. And it says, even though ish imo v'aviv tirau, but if they tell you to go against the Shabbos, no, you should always keep my Shabbos. Meaning it's a hierarchy, because it's all a matter of what Hashem wants us to do. I'll just end with a little story. It's not a story, it's what happened last week, exactly a week ago. This is the end of the Shiva of a Hele Geyid by the name, I'm sure some of you have heard of him, Yeshua Haber, or Eber, and he passed away from this virus going around. And he did an unbelievable, unbelievable thing. At one point in his life, I don't know how many years ago, he desperately needed a kidney transplant. And he could not believe what he had to go through to be able to find a kidney transplant. And he, he realized that perhaps his physical drives or whatever drives he had was to just live a normal life like every Yid lives. But no, he realized that HaKadosh Buhu put him through that situation to realize how crazy it is in this world for a Yid to be able to get the gift of life and continue living and all he needs is a kidney transplant so he started his own organization called Matnat Chaim I think the gift of life and many people through him he, he matched people and many people give a kidney transplant and as a result he saved more than 800 people in his life I think he passed away only in his 60s but he he saved over 800 people because he said, I realized that what Hashem wants me to do is to disconnect from what maybe my natural inclination is and I want to connect to Hashem because I realize Hashem is giving me a, a sign because I had to go through this to be able to help other people. And tons of people did chesed through him and Yilatzon uh, that we will be an ilui to his neshama by us taking this idea of trying to work hard and being manhig on ourselves with our mind to always get closer to Hashem through the mitzvahs 
and acts of chesed. This is the Prism time. of Torah podcast. Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Please share with your friends and family. PrismaofTorah.com is where you can find the full archive of Divrei Torah. You can contact us through the website. Once again, PrismaofTorah.com. This podcast was produced for free by Ellie Podcast Production. Lunishmas, Leva Siona, Yakov Alexander, Ben Mordechai Doyf, Isaac Ben Moshe.